Witch, Please, the show where we spooky. talk about video games and get spooky because that's the, that's, the, that's the kind of month that it is. It's October, and that means that we're getting festive as shit. Uh, also, because this is super weird, I don't know, Evil Within keeps sending us scary stuff. First, that's not scary stuff. The first that's thing they sent like us was a broken stuff. mirror, which weirded me out a little bit. I mean, pre broken mirrors, that's only like half the bad luck. Yeah, uh, I guess. Well, I just like that someone else broke it, so I'm not too mm. worried. But they sent us a, you know, a broken Do mirror. Do you think they sent you a broken mirror, or it was broken in transit? Oh, this was this was a very intentionally shattered mirror, uh, and they sent us a they sent us a black umbrella. Mm-hmm. I guess because of opening it inside, and now they sent us this black cat. And once we got to the cat, I'm kind of on board. The cat was what did it for you. I mean, well, they probably thought we're doing too much. We might be scaring them a little bit. We're coming in hot. Let's soften it up. Look at the cute, cute little demon cat with like painted red eyes. They're custom done. You can see the paint on them. Oh yeah. yeah. Um, But yeah, so I'm just waiting for them to send us a ladder. I feel like the fun would come with breaking the actual glass yourself. Right? Yeah. I mean. I think Ryan's thinking the same thing I'm thinking. It, like, it's I'd like, you know, it's, it like it's evil it's within to, you know, marketing stuff. Mm-hmm. They send out really weird stuff sometimes. I was not uh, doing any, like, I think I was working for Ubisoft when they sent this out, but one game, I think it was a Mafia game maybe, sent out Brass Knuckles. Nice. Yeah, those are illegal. Well, mm-hmm. only if they call them Brass yeah. Knuckles. So do you want to look up and see or what game was that sent out skull. Brass Knuckles? It was, you know, it was a good time. Everyone was really amused, but also... Uh, well, they were, they were made out of copper, so it was okay. <laughs> Real soft. <laughs> if, you get, if you get pure gold ones, it basically doesn't even hurt, right? It'll just mush. And you can retire. Also that. <laughs> Budget's great. So today on Glitch Please, we're going to be talking about, well, Cuphead, which is a new release, came out. Um, it's an Xbox exclusive on console, and then it's available on PC as well on Steam and the Windows Store. Uh, and has like I'm, I need physical therapy after playing it. Uh, we can talk through the SNES Classic. Oh, uh, we should bring one in from the other room. Uh, actually, one in. How many do you have? Jeez. Well, I'll, I, Nintendo sent us one, uh-huh. so we could take gameplay capture, and then I also ordered one. So now okay. I have oh, one. You actually got one. Has, Some of us yes. are struggling to get one. I got this. Hold on. It went in. Okay. Yeah. Don't pay no attention to the. As it rolls around on the floor, because it totally went in. No, it's it it's, it's that's the noise in the bottom of the trash can. We 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 shot something uh, somewhat uh, a couple of days ago where Ryan kind of just <laughs> nailed it instantly. So I was like, I've used he it nails this. I'm like, Ryan, you gotta you gotta profit off of this somehow. I only got like once. A, I can do that once a year. Once a year. That that was that was my one for the year. Ooh, it's October. I was, I, was I saved hot. it. Yeah. I saved it. I wanted to make sure it's a video that's not out yet. Well, we need to make Jesus. that come out. Yeah, I've been teasing it a lot. I may be over-teasing it now. It's overhyped. It's going to be a disappointment. Uh, Alfredo, this is your first time joining us on Glitch, Please. This is. Thanks for having uh, me. Welcome. I mean, we've known each other for years, so wow, I yeah. kind of like almost like forgot to introduce you to the audience. But uh, everyone, this is Alfredo. Alfredo is uh, new to Achievement Hunter, just moved down from San Francisco, is the current ringer in absolutely every game where they actually might need some skill. Was that accurate to say? Uh, pretty accurate. Well, I mean, I hear he... The shooty head yeah, guy. Yeah, a little bit of a oops on the extra life stream. You had a oops. Uh, Alfredo, what happened? choked it away a bit. The uh, first game on the extra life stream, I got down to and a one v one. And to be clear, this is the extra life recruitment, recruitment stream. Yes, I got down to a one v one. The guy had a silencer, and I had Jeff and Jeremy just babbling in my ear, and then uh, as they do, and then I died. 
That's unfortunate. Yeah. I said, all, I said this we're before, all very disappointed. I've, I've played in actual like tournaments all, like for years and years. All good. I'm, I'm calm, relaxed. But those guys and then the actual action, I was like shaking for some reason. Well, haven't you they had me shook. If you haven't learned, that's kind of what we do. Oh, I know. <laughs> I know. I just got to adapt and learn. But you have, like, you're one of those gamers that has that sort of innate skill to just be really, really good. You practice a lot as well, but you... Kind of have to be if it's one of the... <laughs> when you're playing, it's like, pretty much solely FPS games for, like, 10, 15 years. Right. Kind of kind of should be. be kind of I wish I that meant that you were become skilled immediately, but it does not. It does not, actually. Yeah, does that carry across to other games like platformers? I guess we'll talk about that when yeah. we get uh, straight oh, into the, cuphead. the cuphead discussion because there's so much Cuphead. Oh, my God. Uh, the last thing that we'll talk about today, we'll talk about uh, Cuphead and SNES first. Last thing we'll talk about, uh, we'll run down some of the news stuff. Some pretty major stuff happened this week with PlayStation in particular, so uh, we'll run through all of that. But Let's start with Cuphead, shall we? Mm-hmm. All right, Cuphead. This is a game that... Cup on his head. This is, is, I'm this ready. is a Glitch Please exclusive. Uh, it's just come out now. Ryan's dedicated. You got to appreciate it. <laughs> uh, it's uh, So it came out for Xbox and... Uh, and it came out for PC, both Windows Store and Steam. So it is available. Apparently, it doesn't have like mouse, like really good keyboard mouse support. Don't try and play it keyboard mouse. Why Don't try and play you? it with just yeah. Look, some people like to challenge themselves in weird ways. There are already oh, people doing deathless speed runs of this game in an hour. Wait, deathless? Deathless speed deathless runs, speed in, runs an in an hour. Jeez. I so, can see it being a speedrun game. This game is it's a sides it's a side scrolling run and gun, but it uh, also it looks and plays to some degree like a platformer. Mm-hmm. So there are both platforming elements and run and gun elements. Uh, and you play as Cuphead or you play as his brother, Mugman. Mugman. Brother, friend, I'm not sure the exact relation. Mm-hmm. And you are so the premise is you got gambling. You gambled too much. You accidentally gambled your soul away to the devil. Mm -hmm. And he says that he'll let you off if you go ahead and collect all the other souls from people who owe him their souls instead. Basically... It's all Cuphead's fault, though. Yeah, no, yeah. absolutely. Mugman was, like, was like, no, don't whoa, do it. Cuphead was like, deal. what? Cuphead was like, Roll the it. dice. Yeah. Uh, so they are now going through this world, and they have to beat all these bosses. It's a very boss fight-centric game. Yeah, I mean, well, that's 90% of it, right? There's Every now and again, they throw in, like, a level just so you can So the, the way it's broken bit, down is, yeah, the, the main things, of. the things you need to do to get from one area of the game to the next are you have to beat these bosses. You're, you have this list, and you have to beat all the bosses. There are two modes. There's the simple mode and the regular mode, and you have to beat them on regular in order to mm-hmm. progress. Oh, the really? Sim- I've never tried simple. You know, you yeah, have to. The is... simple, I, I've tried it. It yeah. tends to be... It's like a, just a slightly different version of the boss battle where instead of having four phases, maybe it has two. And hmm. uh, if, you know, instead, you of, instead of shooting out four bullets, maybe it shoots three. I do it just to see what I'm getting into. Yeah, but then you have to do it again for yeah. real. Yeah, yeah, I'm probably going to have to do it again a hundred times. So at but least I know what I'm going into and I can feel like I beat it just once. <laughs> so if the boss dumbs it down too, then you kind of still go into it somewhat in having to really yeah. It is still times. a bit of a bitch, uh, but... Um, I, over the weekend, introduced it to uh, Bernie's youngest, Teddy, who... Mm. Have you played with Teddy at all? 
No. He's a, he's a bit of a savant. He's really good at just sitting down and playing games. You know, just be like, what is this? Oh, got it. Like the, the that tutorial that uh, gave Dean Takahashi so much trouble, he was through in about 30 seconds. Oh, so he's a gaming prodigy. Well, uh, to yeah. be fair, uh, that tutorial was something that a, a four-year-old should be able to do. I'm not saying he's four. I'm saying that a four-year-old should be able to do it. Sorry to that journalist. Yeah, well, um, one of uh, one of the nose writers, Brian, mm -hmm. he played with his seven-year-old in the same thing. So. I'm sure it was not a challenge. No, but the game itself is punishing. Uh, yes, it yes, that is, is the only happy difficult. moment that you will have playing the game is doing the tutorial. <laughs> Congratulations, you did it. <laughs> I was not gonna lie, I raced at the tutorials. Really? Yeah, I was. So my whole cockpit experience so far has been in two-player mode, which a lot of people oh. would argue that it's harder. I've heard it. And really? Because I was really... hoping that it would be easier so that I could have a little bit of a leg up. That you think it would be easier, but it's hard to track two people, like to track yourself with two people, and like there's so many things. It just doubles the things that are going on on the screen. So it's I have I've not got to play the co-op yet. Mm -hmm. I asked Bernie to, and he was like. This is not a game that we should play together. <laughs> I, think I think he remembers Flock. And yeah, there is some tension with my girlfriend and I when we were playing. So is it so? It's couch co-op. Like you share the screen. Yep. Okay, great. Yeah, so you just shared up the screen. Uh, honestly, for us, it got to the point where okay, we would try to save each other, but then that would throw the other person off of their rhythm, and it got to the point where it's like okay, like. I would die, and Jackie, would, my girlfriend, would just be like, okay, like I'm just gonna continue now that like there's not all this fuss on the screen, or vice versa. That's how we, like, we never finished it. We never finished a boss together. Mm -hmm. We always finished it, like, solo. Okay. Someone dying, like, through okay. the fight. Nothing but, better to help a relationship than realizing that you're better off than the other person. <laughs> yeah, like, it's not ah, the best relationship game. This is, uh, save you, but really my life is easier right now. So, the, the thing in co-op, too, is you can revive each other. How do lives work, then? Because in the game, if you're playing single player, you have you can get hit three times. Yeah, or and four then, if you add, get a yeah. Yeah, you can you can get like one one thing so you can have four. Probably not worth it to get that one, but I do that a lot uh, on planes. On uh, there are so there's mm. three different types of levels. There's the regular bosses. Then there are plane bosses where you're in a plane and you're in the sky and you have to uh, fight a flying boss. Mm -hmm. uh, and then there are run and gun levels. So the the plane fights and the on-the-ground boss fights are the ones you need to complete in order to move on to the next island. The run-and-gun levels are the ones where you can collect coins, which you can then spend on modifications. So that might be a different type of ammo. So you can get the the ammo that, like the weapon that automatically tracks. Like, like, a, like the on screen. I've never used yes. I never use the oh, tracking one. Oh, I love the tracking yeah. one. It's it the tracking one does less damage. Yeah, that's why I didn't But I'm it. fine with that. <laughs> if I'm jumping around and I wouldn't be shooting at him right now, you know, anyway, mm -hmm. then I would be uh, I'm at least doing some damage yeah. I wouldn't be doing otherwise. Well, that's what the donuts are for, because you just fill the screen with the little flying donuts. Flying little donuts. boomerang things and they just will loop back and hit them. I don't think I know those ones. It's uh, Is that another one of the modifications. I think it's like the first one you can buy. Um I forget what it's called though. The ones that I it's like the boomerang shot that I haven't used that one yet. No, I went what with, do you use? I went with the smoke dash. Well, the, the oh, you I, can have the smoke, smoke dash, dash and a, a weapon mod. Too. But you can have. I haven't. I don't so have enough money. There are a couple I'm categories. Four head player, Ryan. Uh, Ryan, <laughs> the weapon mod you're talking about is roundabout. 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 Okay. okay. The, Very yeah. useful. So one of the categories is your weapon, uh, and you can have two weapons. Yeah. Uh, so you have, you know, you can have, you start off with your pea shooter. You can get the roundabout. You can mm -hmm. get, there's uh, another one, it's called an eight-way, I think, and that one is kind of like a shotgun. It has a cone-shaped damage and does really heavy damage, but Very it's really range, short yeah. range. 
uh, and then there's the auto tracking one. There are a couple of other ones as well. Then there's another slot that you can dedicate to what's called a charm. And that could be your extra life. So instead of having three hits, you can take four hits. Or you can get the smoke dash, yeah. which is awesome. So Except... I probably should have slowed it down a bit because, like, I kind of was just like, I just want to get to next fight, next fight, next uh -huh. fight. I ended up buying both of those, the extra health uh -huh. and then the dash. And I was like, oh, I can only equip one at a time. <laughs> That's true, but you just end up having to specialize it for the level. So on yeah. a plain level where you can't dash anyway, equip the extra health. If you're that's having, a, that's a fair point. Yeah. You know, if you're having trouble getting through a level, you're like, I'm so close. You're mm -hmm. not doing a lot of dashing in that level anyway. You know, go ahead and you're you're not, yeah, equip the extra health. Or if you're doing a lot of dashing, there's one uh, run and gun level that I used. I was just like dash smoke uh, smoke dashing through balloons because uh -huh. if I hit the balloon, it was just a pain in the ass, and I was bouncing on a trampoline and didn't want to deal with it. So it made it a lot easier to just. Do that. I was more likely to take a hit mm -hmm. if I didn't have smoke dash anyway. Well, and the game punishes you for any of the, any HP lost as well because you get to the end of the level and then it'll give you a grade. And one of the categories of things that it grades you on is how many HP you have left. And there's no getting HP back in the middle of the game. So it's if you lose, if you get, take a hit and That's you're it. going for a perfect score, you might as well just go ahead and restart. Thankfully, restarting is very quick, which is a very big thing with games that you are going to repeat a lot is you can hit replay and you'll just start over immediately. It is the the level um, like the the actual level loading when you go from the sort of overworld island into a into a run and gun level or into a boss fight. That loading time can actually be kind of annoyingly long. Is it? Ah, I was really, I never even noticed it. I was annoyed just cause, mostly because I just wanted to get yeah, to get it. Yeah, get back into uh -huh. it. Um, or if I'd drop out to like change weapons or something and then have to go back into it. It was just uh -huh. kind of like, eh. Yeah. I'm glad it's not something like the Souls or like Bloodborne games where it's like you you die and it's like, ooh, he has my Souls and I need to go run past all these enemies and I could die on the way there and sometimes it's too far. The bonfire yeah. is too far or whatever. So, yeah, no, I like that you get to just keep going over and over because it's hard. It's a difficult game. It's, it's not really, really hard. Have you checked how many times you've died? Uh, oh, there's a listing somewhere. There yeah, is like on this on the oh, second well. island. Once you once you beat all of the bosses on the first island, you can mm -hmm. progress to the second island. That's kind of carnival themed. Mm -hmm. And there, if you go to the very bottom of the map and to the right, there is a pool. And if you talk to the pool, it will tell you how many times you died. Ooh, I, that'll be a depressing conversation. I am now 500 plus deaths. Ooh. Oh my gosh! I mean, I have no idea how many I'm at. Uh, I'm on the second island, but I haven't gone to the pool. I did something. Uh, so I wanted was I wanted to do some gameplay capture mm -hmm. for Glitch, please. But also, to be perfectly honest, I just wanted to feel a little bit better about myself. <laughs> so after the second island, there are two bosses in particular on that island that just wrecked me. One of them uh, is this stupid clown. Oh, that, I think I was just fighting the stupid clown. That clown is an asshole. Really? Yeah, I hate him so much. So much. And the other one, let's see, the other one where I died quite a lot might have been Baroness von Bonbon. Baroness von Bonbon. Yes. Is that the one in the... the, the, the that's the, like that's the, the, the candy lady. The, the, yeah, candy yeah, yeah, yeah. In the yeah. candy castle? Yeah. That comes alive and tries to eat you? Yes. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah. so I, I got to the point where I could consistently beat all of her minions. Uh-huh. Uh, and then she would come out and I would just get wrecked. So, But I got through it. Eventually, mm -hmm. hated myself. Like Ashley, you suck at games. Aww. You shouldn't even be playing games. It's time to quit your job, hang up your hat, and go <laughs> live like in a mountain lake somewhere where you can't hurt Meditate anyone or yourself days. ever again. 
So like instead of doing all of that, I went back to the first island. Uh-huh. And I played through the run and gun levels again, and I played all the bosses again, and I felt so much better. <laughs> well, because you already learned all those. Yeah. yeah, well, it's not just learning, though. It's also the execution and mm-hmm. having thrown myself at the wall of some of... I, I am told by the internet that the clown and Baroness von Bonbon are two of the harder bosses in the game. Really? Okay. So after throwing myself at those walls I for so find long, that hard to believe. going backwards a little bit to some bosses uh-huh. that were at least more straightforward, I felt way better. I find that hard to believe. Having seen some of the things that uh, Jeremy's also playing it, and he's a lot, f- I think he's on the third island. Yeah. I've but seen some of the things he's me, dealing with. I'm just like, fuck. Man. Maybe these yeah. kind internet souls are just trying to give me yeah. the courage to go on. Yeah. Yeah. That's entirely yeah. possible. They want to see your spirit break completely when you get mm. to the next one. There is one thing that I've uh, now done after some experimenting that's helped immeasurably, mm. and that is remapping. Oh, you're So keys. by yeah. default, the shoot button is the X button, mm-hmm. while the jump button is the A button, and the dash button is the Y button. So yes. if you're trying to run and jump at the same time, uh, or shoot and jump at the same time. It's it's not easy. And well, also, and if you're okay. doing it for well, but if you're doing that for like eight hours, yeah, I can tell you right now, my oh, fingers, hands got real sore. The right starts kicking in. Real sore, yeah. <laughs> and it's just like it starts to like get really stiff, and so let me see you thought. Do you have like a button-shaped indention? A little bit. I kind of do. do. Kind of do, but that might also just. Oh be, wow, you really do. That <laughs> might also just be my thumb. Uh, the, but I remapped it to the right trigger, which mm. isn't used otherwise in the game. I map remapped shoot, so now I just hold down that right trigger the entire level because even if I'm not shooting something effectively, I'm shooting. Yeah. And that's yeah. all good. And if I've got those homing missiles, then uh, missiles. I wish they were missiles. Those homing rubber. Bullets. <laughs> at least I'm doing love bullets. something. Speaking yeah, of love. controls, I might have just been a complete moron, but we're, uh, mapping two players with the controls was actually like a little confusing. Like like restoring I mean, it to default. Like you can choose player one or two and like which one you map. Uh-huh. But whenever you hit restore default, it resets everything on both on both ends. So I had to make that connection. And then also there's a plus and minus for when you map too. So I mapped my dash on LT. And I wasn't, uh, yeah, the left trigger, and I wasn't dashing at all. And then people were saying, oh, it's because it's, yeah, but it's like LT minus, it needs to be LT plus. So like LT plus is a trigger pull, apparently LT minus is like a release. See, that's a pull and release. I guess it's hold and release in order to trigger it. That's. And I'm like, why is that even an option? And so for the longest time I was like, I can't dash, what is going on, Uh, this isn't working. But then it's like, yeah, it has to be LT plus for you to be able to like, Pull like pull the trigger and then mm-hmm. dash. The, this, like that was confusing. Yeah, there's a lot about the game that frustrates me, but a lot of it is something like I acknowledge that it's my fault. <laughs> I have yeah, failed this game. Like every it's time, somewhere in the menu. Or every something. time, well, not that part. That is just like maybe that they might didn't be spend enough time on it. It's weird. It's just weird. Yeah. But uh, in the game itself, like every time I die, I know why I died. I know what I did wrong, I know that it was stupid, and I know that I can do better. I Well, I know that I need to do better, I just sometimes. It never, the challenge doesn't feel insurmountable, it just feels challenging. Yeah, yeah, it feels like I just need to be better, I know exactly what I need to do. There's uh-huh. no confusion there. So, like, there's that, it's managed to master that element where I don't hate the game, I just hate myself. <laughs> yeah, It's you really get, turned you on you. Yeah, it has, which is really what you want in a challenging game, right? Mm. Yeah. But get, it, it is, though. You get to that point where you're playing... You don't playing, want to feel like it's cheating. 
and you're trying to figure it out. And then like, okay, you kind of like get through the first phase and the second phase, like, uh, and then third phase, like, well, this is this is bullshit. Like, this is this is terrible. This is hard. Then you get back into it, and then you start learning the mechanics, and you're still just frustrated. But then, yeah, you get to that point where you're just like, I just need to execute. Like, I know exactly what each phase is, what it brings to the table. I just need to execute, like, this boss. Yeah, like, and you get to that point, too, where because a lot of the bosses will have four phases. In fact, every time the announcer comes on at the beginning of a level and goes, a grand slam, and then someone like, you, you get <laughs> fucked. Fuck right off with your four phases. Uh, and you get to the point because... By the time you get to the end phases, they're super difficult. Mm -hmm. They're asking way more of you than the, than the beginning phases, which feel like warm-ups in comparison. But you end up having to get so perfect at phase one, and then mm -hmm. you get to phase two, and you die a bunch, and you get set all the way back, and so you get better at one, and then eventually you get goodish at two. But it's this sort of just ongoing progression where you hit phase four and you have to be pretty damn perfect at phases one through three and get through at least two of those probably without taking a hit because otherwise you're not going to make it through phase four. And so it's like the, the pressure to be perfect is pretty strong. I'm telling you, you got to get rid of these uh, these self-guided projectiles. That's yeah. slowing you down. Yeah. The the roundabout does on, on this level, it absolutely... This level it absolutely does. I haven't tried the roundabout yet. You the, can get the roundabout. The, the weapons that I've tried, I've mm -hmm. used the pea shooter. I've been using um, this auto-guided one. This one helped out a bunch for bosses where I had to be moving around a whole uh -huh. bunch. This boss is actually wasted. It's totally wasted on this boss. This was a mistake. It's, this yeah, was it's, slowing me couldn't, down. Couldn't not hit them facing yeah. either direction. Right. Uh, but there are levels like when you fight the flower, and if you're mm -hmm. on the bottom, then it's really difficult to hit him in the face. It's useful for that if you're running around trying to avoid carrots and boomerangs mm -hmm. and all that anyway, to just to do some damage. In. And then yeah. if I get up on his level, switch back. The, uh, the roundabout does higher damage, and it, it will sort of fill that void for you, because just it's by the way it goes, yeah, if, even if you have to turn, you know, it's, it's a little bit shorter range, so you won't be able to shoot all the way across the screen. you got to stay kind of at middle distance. Um, but even if you have to turn around, if you turn around, it'll go forward and then come all the way back across the screen. Oh, great, okay. So if you can't hit them fa shooting this way, you just shoot that way. Okay. It fires a little bit slower than the pea shooter, but it does. It feels like it does way more damage. Okay. I will try Definitely it out. Definitely worth trying out. There are a lot of cool different modifications you can get. I've barely dipped into them. I am looking forward to doing more, though. Um, I'm just so poor. Those, there's coins, uh, the coins just, are sparse. Just not enough I, I coins. I'm telling you, man. I'm also about to doing high damage and just like just get me through these phases right. as quickly as possible. Like I don't want to. Like I'm barely holding it together. Just get me through the next phase. Yeah. Yeah. These. Um, the other thing I like about this though is the. Uh, we, we haven't even touched on this yet, but it's one of the things that initially I think hooked a lot of people onto paying attention to this game is the art style oh, and yeah. the sound design. So it's designed to look like 1930s cartoons. But did you know that there are modes you can unlock to turn it black and white? I did not. Oh. There are. Ben, can you look up the exact conditions? But I'm pretty sure to do black and white, you have to beat all of the run and gun levels without killing anything. Well, without unkilling anything unnecessarily. So there are bosses at yeah. the end of some of the run and gun levels yeah. that in or order like to progress, you boss. have to kill them. But there are parts, like any part you can get through without killing something, can't kill it. It's like a, it's like the pacifist run. Okay. You have to do like all of them. Smoke bomb would make that very possible. Yeah. Yeah, and then there's um, there's another thing that you can unlock, another mode, if you do 
like A plus runs on all the bosses, which is never oh, gonna no. happen for me. No, it's doable. I've, I've got A on everything on the island one. If I, yeah, I'm due on island one now, but I've resigned myself. I will never be getting an A plus on some of those island two bosses. I don't even want to talk about island three. Mm. What about S? Ryan, you need to just. <laughs> I didn't even know S existed. I'm just trying. I didn't know till the other day either. <laughs> I just can't even with you right now. I don't. I think. I assume what you only get that? an S on expert mode. I think you may have to play it on expert mode to get oh, this. I I'm not sure. I've never because I've believe done. You're correct. I believe you correct? have to complete it on expert, which okay. unlocks after you beat the game. Uh, for the black and white mode, you have to complete all six of the game's platforming stages without shooting uh, unnecessarily, basically. So yeah, you were right. Huh. Wow. And then what's the is what's the one that you get if you get an A plus on every level? Let me look that up. I'm seeing black and white mode and audio filters as two of the options you can there unlock. Was. Okay, uh, might, may, maybe I'm thinking of the audio filters okay, then, and I'll that's where you have to get it by. Beating expert. Hmm. Okay. There Let was a really popular post going around of a guy that took Cuphead and like um, rigged it so he was able to play it on an old school like black and white uh -huh. TV. Oh, that's kinda, cool. It was just cool, but also like if you, there's a black and white mode. <laughs> <laughs> Look, he's just yeah, happy with himself you know, for having done it. Exactly. Also, like, guess which one is going to be easier to do? Yeah. Uh, oh, it's not I about being easier. A... It's about being cool. It's true. His hipster level hipster. is like yeah. way through the roof right now. <laughs> I wonder if my TV has a black and white mode. I, your TV? I doubt it. I don't know. You maybe you know, like, have ever tried discerning? They've got like you know they've got like they, their movie modes, or whatever. Who knows? Maybe they're all smart TVs now. They can patch in black and white modes. You could probably turn off. The, you know, the, they usually uh, have on-screen displays. If you take the color and the saturation all the way down, maybe it'll be black and white. I, should, I might give it a go. That sounds a lot more achievable than beating the game on expert or no. doing a pacifist run. Yeah. So apparently, if you get A's on all of the bosses, mm -hmm. you unlock a two-strip Technicolor mode, which That's is another the one filter I'm you can of. throw up. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So there are some really cool hidden things in there that I will never see. But I appreciate they put them in there for the people who are really good at it because mm -hmm. um, once or twice when I've gotten stuck, I've gone on YouTube and looked up videos to be like, maybe I'm just approaching this whole thing wrong uh, to see like what the different boss phases are asking of me. And it turns out that, no, there are people that are very good that are going through doing uh, all three parries that are mm -hmm. doing it without taking any damage who were just doing A-plus runs on all these bosses, no big deal, and... Are they cycling through different weapons per, depending on the, the boss? Typically. Okay. Yeah. The, uh, that parry requirement, because again, that's another one of the things when you get to the end of it, and the way you're graded is you have to have your health points, time, you have to complete three parries, and six super shots, also, and there's two skill stars. They have to be optional parries as well. Mm. So there are some things like when you're fighting the two frogs. Right. The final phase is when it's a slot machine and you have to parry into the the knob or the, mm. it looks like a boxing glove to um, probably one of the frogs boxing gloves to pull it down. Um, and that does not count as a parry because you have to do it in order to advance. advance. Mm -hmm. So they got to be optional. I always wondered why that was not giving me any... Uh, every time you complete a parry, it gives you superpower to unleash your super move, and that one never did, so that explains it. Yeah. So, fun game, though. I'm really enjoying it. There are a lot of people saying, oh, I wish this was on Switch. Why is... Are they going to put it on Switch? It's not coming to Switch. And this no. is... This is a... Well, this is a Microsoft... Oh, like, this is one no. of those Hallmark... This is... Cuphead is kind of their exclusive mm. for the holiday. Like, for the whole rest of the year, that's mm. what they got. Which, oh dear. it's really good. It's good. It's really good. It's not your typical 
AAA, super crazy, yeah. cinematic, ambitious shooter, it's very, very good at what it does. If yeah. you like to hate yourself, if you like running guns, if you like platformers, wonderful game. I do like to hate myself. Yeah, it's like in spite of how much it's damaged me, I don't really have anything bad to say about it. It's so it. charming, though. It's so charming. Really, yeah, it's just it's something that's about how, the, the... That's how they get you. It is, charm. right? Yeah. They just pulverize you. They put this Ugh. very beautiful veneer over a bunch of pain. <laughs> yes. And really, isn't that what life Slap is that all the about? Box. Basically. But it does call back to a lot of the unforgiving uh, sort of like retro games. Mm hmm which is appropriate because the SNES Classic is out, and I think we should talk about that, too. Damn. Oh, I forgot about the whip dangle. The whip dangle. Uh, ben, somebody, can I ask anybody to grab the SNES Classic out of our office? I'll grab it. Thanks. One of the uh, oh, yay, someone's already grabbing it. Uh, so the SNES Classic came out uh, last Friday. Nice job, right? Saved it. Nice job. You did save it. You are a cuphead. Yeah. And uh, I, I got mine, I ended up ordering mine via GameStop. After much tribulation. After much tribulation. So the, God, that, that first day of pre-ordering was such a nightmare because I think I missed, I think I missed Amazon's going up mm -hmm. because they just sort of went up and it was unexpected and of course they were immediately gone. So the rest of that entire day consisted of waiting for Best Buys to go up, for waiting for Walmarts to go up, for Targets to go up, uh, and, and GameStops. And every single time, like, I would hit the site, along with, you know, a million other people, mm -hmm. the, like, the moment there was any hint that they'd gone live and they were already gone. Little did you know, they're going to be releasing them through 2018, so it's not going to be a problem for you to get one. I want one now. Well, you probably won't get one then either. That's, uh, <laughs> I don't feel like that's going to be, oh, look. Oh, look how Yay. long those cords are on yeah, the controllers. So the, the, remember the so NES tiny. Classic, the major mm. thing was that it had, like, it was with, like, a three-foot three cable. You had to have it right here so that really if you looked at it, it looked like it was a normal-sized NES. But it had a really long cable on this part. Yeah, but like it did expect it to be really close to you. So these are at least six feet cables, uh, and it comes with two controllers instead of one this time, which is also a bonus. Nice. Uh, and see, it reaches all the way from you to you. Oh, it's just like I remember, only tinier. <laughs> oh no, it's just that I've grown. I get it now. You're just so much bigger. <laughs> and it has, so this one has, has 21 games, uh, including Star Fox 2, which never officially released. Yes, there are uh, ROMs out there, but this is its first official, a lot more now. official release. Yeah, a lot more now. And um, you have to, I think you have to beat the first level of Star Fox to mm. unlock it. So uh, we did that. We unlocked Nostalgia. it. Yeah. Um, it was like, 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 in I fact, look at this. Look at this. Look what I did. I see. Oh, that does feel like I remember. Yeah, right? Cheap and plastic. <laughs> Boy. I'm so happy about it. Um, I but can't wait till it turns yellow. We were, you know, we were playing it um, a, a bit, and it's really a good experience. I've heard some mixed things about it. A lot of, uh, apparently there's a lot of those games that, well, as you would Some imagine, of them age better up. than yeah. others. Like Star uh, Fox, it's, it's I've heard, is true. very choppy. Yeah, we like Star Fox was a bit of a of a punishment to play to some degree, but it's also kind of cool to see where this the, where they're like, look, we're we're like so close to 3D, guys, and like <laughs> that see that evolution in gaming technology. So I really do like it from that angle. I look, think it's I'm got polygons, maybe like four of them. 
Anyway. And uh, I the first game I played when we plugged it in uh -huh. was Donkey Kong Country because I never had an SNES. Did you have an SNES? I did, but you I did. didn't have many games for it. Okay, you? No, I was on that weird How path. How old were you when the SNES came out? I was born in 89. Yeah, okay. Okay, yeah, I'll so give that to you. Yeah. Um, the I, I never had one. I had an NES and then my family skipped up to the Nintendo 64 and was like, mm -hmm. here's your NES with your one cartridge and you'll like it. And so I, I played SNES at my friend's house. We uh -huh. used her brother's Super Nintendo. And the so we're, we played whatever games he had and that consisted largely of Donkey Kong Country and Sunset Riders. And Sunset Riders, not included in this collection. So I've got my like one super nostalgia game and it is Donkey Kong Country, which if I'm gonna have a nostalgia game for SNES, that's a good oh, one to have. It's a good one. It's a good one. Yeah. But there are so many other games on this that uh, I now get to play for the first time that like I missed out on that element. I'm gonna go back, I'm backfilling my childhood is what's happening. And how do you feel that's going? I suck at ghouls and goblins. Well, everyone did, that was the point. Yeah. That no, was like the cuphead of its really time. That's really hard. Um, yeah. And you know, but it's really cool to have, you know, Super Mario Kart, it's fantastic. Is that it? One, does it hold up? It actually does. <laughs> say, it actually doesn't hold up. No, it actually up. does hold up. I mean, up. after playing Mario Kart on your Switch, though, how do you play Mario Kart on here and not just be like, eee. You need. You should come over to our office and play it because the like the for the first maybe lap, it takes some getting used to because you're gonna try and be like sliding around mm -hmm. and that's not entirely necessary. Well, it's okay because I'm not good Super at Mario Kart. Mario Kart on any platform. I've never even played well, Super Mario go. Kart, so I know nothing about it. I have no prior prejudice, which is probably worse because I have no uh, like happy memories right, you don't to have the carry me through it either, yeah. yeah. But uh, it controls really well, mm -hmm. like all the carts are great. You can see the roots <laughs> of where Mario Kart has gone and you're just being tortured it's by a little bug bugs. Everywhere. There you go. There was a moth nope. earlier. Over there. No, over you know what? Whatever. It's Halloween. Their decorations don't kill the decorations, Ryan. Their decorations. Yeah, so I, I quite like how it controls. What s favorite Super Nintendo game? Uh probably Link to the Past. Okay. Um I, I, I had a Super Nintendo, but I did not have a very wide catalog for what it. What kind of games did you have? I had Super uh, Link to the Past, I had uh, obviously Super Mario Brothers. Um, I think I had Mega Man 10, which is on here. Uh, Secret of Mana, which uh, I got to see they're remaking, uh, and it's it is absolutely gorgeous. I got to play it for a minute at PAX, the the re-release. I'm really excited. For it I'm looks amazing. excited to be able to play that. It's now. so pretty. And there's a lot of people um, understand, and I totally understand this, who are very much in the camp of, what's wrong with you? Go buy a Super Nintendo. Which is like a regular one? Yeah, like an actual Super Nintendo. Can you still do that? Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah you can get them. They're I mean they're kind of collectors items ish uh -huh. now in that if you get one it's probably a little yellow. I probably own one. You might. I don't know if it'll still turn on, but those things are pretty hard. You'd be surprised. Yeah. A lot of like there's to get? There, the price, it, you, you go through that phase where it gets old and the price goes way down, and mm -hmm. then it gets older and the price goes back up. So yeah. it's, in, it's back on that upswing. There's an Austin local shop called Game Over Games that sells a lot of those older school platforms. They come to RTX a lot. They're great. Yeah, they're awesome. Uh, Super Nintendo is selling for 80 bucks. Yeah. Oh. So, uh, you know, then you do have to buy the game cartridges as well. Yeah. Which is, you know, so you get that additional expense. But the reason I haven't done that is largely because I'm... 
I want to play the games. I'm also lazy. And, you know, we've got a 4K TV, and I'm not sure the 480p is going to... Yeah, if it's even 480p, is even yeah. going to scale up all that well, whereas at least this is made to output at HD. Yeah, you know, as opposed to trying to, like, sit across, like, all the way across the room so that it looks small enough to look okay. Yeah. Um, so that's why I haven't done that. You have to deal with, like, finding still... controllers that are, like, in a decent shape, too. That, too. Mm -hmm. And aren't just, like, beaten up over time. What yeah. a range, by the way, on Google, just searching for Super Nintendo. We have uh, these two prices next to each other. Nine ninety nine and three hundred twenty four dollars. So boy, somewhere between there. Uh, yeah, you, you can get it for a price. <laughs> well, I mean that just might be the case then. If you really want that the original experience, keep an eye out. Yeah, you know that that's less of like I need it day one because, buddy, I gotta tell you. something. I don't know what I would plug it into. Like as you mentioned, like right, there's like not a. To, you're gonna have to get adapters. Yeah. And then, like, and the adapters are—you're probably going to get some loss of quality there. I'm pretty you're sure you're going to have to go from analog. Is it analog? To uh, yeah, it analog been to analog digital. TV, yeah. And then you're, Though and then you're scaling digital, up but. to HD. And there are just so many places where it can lose some of that fidelity. And the games look great on the um, on the SNES. I'll just wait until it's, you know what I mean? Like, just right. grab it someday. If it was like a mini nostalgic little Dreamcast, <laughs> day one, I'm there. It's probably coming. Oh, I mean, I they've got the, the mini nostalgic Atari, the mini well, nostalgic NES. It's true, but the reason that I think, uh, and by the way, I'm, I blame those third-party things, and this is purely speculation on my part, I'm making up conspiracies, mm -hmm. for why they didn't make enough of the NES classics. The um, uh, Reggie Fisame said it, at one point, that the reason, he apologized for them not making enough. He said, um, our research showed that there wasn't, like that there was interest in retro consoles, mm -hmm. but not that much interest. And I suspect it's because like they hadn't done these first party ones before and all that were available for them to look at were these third party ones, which everyone knows are really shitty. Yeah. And so like I write those off, I would never even look at those as an option, but first party stuff, I'm on board because mm -hmm. I'm like, you made it, these are your games. It's all you know. It's all done in house. I'm sure, like I, I trust that it will be good quality, and that's why I have interest in first party stuff. So if, you know, if Sega made a mini Dreamcast, that'd be really cool. Or but if I'd kill for Power Stone again. <laughs> but if uh, you know, you know, I don't know, Flipbot three thousand made a. Dream made a mini Dreamcast. Yeah, I don't care. I'd have to do research on it, and it'd probably there'd definitely be issues, and you'd be like, uh, you just want that ease of like, oh, it's first party, like mm -hmm. you know, it's trusted to work. Yeah, and they are announcing all these additional, like they're doing the mini Atari, and they're doing a, like a mini. Is it? Are they doing a mini Genesis? There's a there are a couple of other mini consoles that just got announced because I think everyone saw the NES Classic and went, ah, uh -huh. oh, everyone wants retro consoles. We're like, I don't think you get it. There's a really specific reason I think the first party in this case is important. I think it's pretty pretty critical to the experience. Uh, or maybe I'm just being a snob. I don't know. If anyone has had a great experience with a third party like mini retro console collection, please let me know. I'd love to hear it. I've never heard a good experience with one of those. Uh, most of them are private collections from the ROM variety. Yeah, that is the other argument a lot of people come up with is why would you pay 80 bucks for this? Why would you pre-order when you can just do this Raspberry Pi and get it for free? And the reason I don't do that is because that feels kind of illegal. 
super illegal. But to be fair to them, uh, no, it's still still illegal. <laughs> but uh, it wasn't like there was an option. There was no competition, especially from first party. Right, but there is now, so I don't feel. Is there? Can I go buy one right now? I mean, you can theoretically. Mm-mm. They are at least like they're making. <laughs> look, they're making them. They're putting them on the market. So I don't feel right. Yeah. Like if there's no other way to get a game, if there's mm-hmm. no other way to experience these old games, then I totally understand. That's a way of keeping them alive. That's like the, you know, the the memory essentially of like right. how people can continue to play and experience. And so if it's the only way to introduce new people to these old games, I totally understand. But it's not. And if a company is making it available legally for sale, I don't feel right just going and downloading a bunch of ROMs. And if, if you do, then, you know, you do you. But I, I just don't feel right doing it. I mean, you could argue, too, that a lot of these games were available on the Nintendo shop, right? Shop. Like, you can, yeah, you can get a lot of these older titles. Yeah, so, um, and for those wondering, let me go down the full list of the games that are available on the SNES Classic. It's Super Mario World, Super Mario Kart, um, Link to the Past, so you're yeah. in. Yeah. Oh, uh, and I had Metroid, too, Super Metroid. Yeah, uh, F-Zero, <laughs> Super Metroid, um, Street Fighter 2 Turbo, Super Punch-Out, uh, Castlevania 4. Oh, I had that one. Donkey Kong Country, Mega Man, is X or 10? It's technically X, I think. Okay. But it... it Mega Man X. Yeah. X, okay. With a thumbs up. Um, Kirby Superstar, which is like a like an eight-game pack. Final Fantasy III, Kirby's Dream Course, Star Fox, oh, Star uh, Fox. Yoshi's Thank Island, you. Super Mario RPG Legend of the Seven Stars, Contra Three, uh, Secret of Mana, Earthbound, Super Ghouls and Ghosts, uh, and then Star Fox Two. Contra. I rented Star Fox so many times I could have just bought it three times. <laughs> RIP block. Well, games were expensive, man. They were. It was like sixty bucks yeah. even back then. You know, I was I was too young. Which, like when you think about that, money. with inflation, is yeah. so much more. They were crazy expensive back then. They didn't really have a lot of competition. Yeah, that's true. Well, and the, you know, you get that sort of like they were this cutting edge technology at Wait. the time. At the time, they were right. <laughs> you don't know. blowing into the cartridge. You know, I heard a thing about the blowing into the cartridge, which was that that doesn't actually yeah, really help all it that just much. Builds up like, but it managed to stuff on the chip. What's crazy about that though is that managed to spread. Everyone knows that that's the solution, and this is like pre-internet. Kids just passing yeah, it from person have... to person at school. This is like offline viral. Information. It probably fixed some small things. Like, I, well, I think it might have been like this bit might have done tempor like my temporarily <laughs> up, up sort of like <laughs> helped yeah like help make the the contacts. Spit but is an excellent conductor. But then it also <laughs> like introduces new gross stuff into the cartridge, and yeah. so it's blow a, off the gross stuff. And well, it's kind of like the like the towel stuff, trick yeah, for the it. Xbox 360, right? Like it would melt some of the bits back together. And oh, right, like right. help make the connections for red ring consoles, the, so yeah. it would work again, and that's a short-term solution, not a long-term one. Just make it hotter. That fixes everything. Sure. <laughs> right. Of course. Make that's it what we dirtier do. to, we to fix do. the console. It's all perfect. Yeah, but overall, I'm I'm really enjoying the the SNES Classic. Um, I'm gonna install it at home. But we've been uh, we did a sleepover stream, uh-huh. which was really fun. We because Nintendo sent us one a little bit early. Uh, we you know we had it there and we played it a bit but we we're also under embargo until a specific point and that was like 
11 p.m. It was basically midnight Eastern time when it would go on sale. And so we just stayed super late and put on onesies and uh, played a bunch of Super Nintendo. And it was awesome. It was <laughs> a lot of fun to be playing it and passing the controller back and forth between mm. friends uh, to be doing like some of the two player Mario. It was great. Like I, you know, made me made me feel like a kid again. <laughs> I'm going to do it. I'm going to go eat some more um, breakfast cereal and play Super Nintendo and be like, yeah. And then watch He-Man. Because that's back, too. It's, I guess. Although I haven't There's a lot of it. weird stuff in He-Man when you really look back at that series. You know, that's what I hear. That's what mm -hmm. I hear. Uh, I always wanted He-Man and She-Ra to get married. And then I found out they were twins, and I was like... Well, that ruins everything. I really, uh, the, the fanfics mm -hmm. got real weird at that. And point. then the Lannisters were like, "Hey, you can do it anyway. <laughs> we're gonna make it a thing. It's gonna be popular." Yeah. So overall interest levels in uh, SNES Classic. Are you gonna get one? You're, I would like, love. I love to grab one purely, not... purely for Star Fox. Like, so which not... is what I've heard is one of the the disappointments of it. To be honest. Oh. Yeah. I'm just saying that's that's what I, I've read on a couple different sites. It's, it it does the heart right there. Uh, it's rough, but if you mm. know going into it, like to expect it, then it's fine. I think the trick yeah. is that there, to some degree, you can't go home. You know, when we, uh, I remember playing a bunch of these games. Like I remember playing Donkey Kong Country and thinking, oh my god, this looks like. This is like move. This is like a real like movie, or like it looks real. It's so amazing because it was such a step up Claymation in terms of, of the number of pixels you could have, and like the you know the the shading and all that. And it was like 3D ish, and it was so cool. And now I go back and I'm like, oh, that's sweet. But you know, so I can't. You know, with going back to these games and playing a lot of them even for the first time, I'm not gonna have that initial like, oh my god, it looks so amazing. Mm -hmm. So there's, you know, it's unlikely that I'll like them as much as a lot of people who were in it when they were cutting edge, but I'll at least get the experience. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I'll grab it because it's like the price of a, of a game, really. And on top of that, I can go back and games like that I play like Donkey Kong, where I was just so young I couldn't get past like the first or second level. Uh -huh. I can go back and be like, hey, maybe I can get to the third one this time. Finally make that happen. <laughs> so Your Dreams do come true. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, yeah, it's not, I don't think it's that costly for the nostalgia that I'll, you know, ping every once in a while. Yeah. How about you, Ryan? Do, is this something that you have any urge to like play with your kids and introduce them to? Yeah, I mean that's probably one of the, the main things that that I might try and pick one up for. Though, uh, again, I, I don't feel terribly optimistic about my chances of actually being able to get one. So I think you will. There were uh, some numbers released that were showing how many were shipped to different mm -hmm. stores, and it was a lot of them were in the hundreds. Like oh, they were, they were hitting individual stores. Yeah. So I think that it's going to be tricky to get through Christmas. Yeah. Because I think it is the kind of thing that a lot of people who don't know what to get their kids will just be like, ah, uh, you know, I remember when you were a kid and you, you know, we got you the Super Nintendo and look, here's a Super Nintendo. <laughs> uh, happy 30th Christmas, <laughs> you know, or something like that. But uh, I think after Christmas, it'll ease back a bit. And some of the pressure is off now that we know it's going to continue manufacturing into 2018 at least. It's still, this is my dubious face. Look, be dubious. Nintendo has mm -hmm. earned that doubt. They have earned that doubt. But mm -hmm. there is reason as well to believe that it might be possible. For somebody, yes. 
for somebody. If yes. it, yeah, it's going to be possible. <clears throat> I'd say if you're one of those people that really desperately wants one, you probably will be able to get one just by uh, stalking it, um, much like trying to get a Switch early on. But if you're a casual interest, there's a chance that you just won't pay attention the one day that you could have gotten it and it'll be gone. Yeah, that is that was a tricky thing with the NES. I ended up, uh, I didn't have an NES Classic because I missed out on initial pre-orders until the very last restock that Best Buy did. And I got one on that very last Slipped one. Slipped in right at the end. Yeah. And that was one of those ones, too, where everyone knew it was going to be the last one. So it was, like, one of those, like, everyone Cut just be, be on the page. You mm -hmm. need to be refreshing. You need to race through that. But Crash this website. I, I, I did it. <laughs> okay. Uh, should we talk about the news? Yeah. <clears throat> All right. A couple things happened this week. Um, of particular note, Ryan has dropped one of these. Dude, these are like toys for you and Adam. You and Adam <laughs> love. They work better with the. I need a. I need a diet. Before coke we dive into the news, I have something really quickly to announce. Huh. Is is it out? Stardew Valley. Oh my God! All right, hold on. We're pausing glitch. No, you know what? I'll, just, I'll start it downloading here. I need to go through. I need to do spreadsheets. I need to plan out my farm. Oh really no! Important. Spreadsheets for the farm. Like a Are you telling me that, that you're dedication. not doing farm planning? No, I just kind of roll with it and then see. Freeform, man. Freeform, see who. You're likes not hippie me. enough for Stardew Valley, dude. Yeah. You just gotta let nature <laughs> tell you what's gotta go places. All right. Look, I did one. Like I on my first farm on PC. I just took things as they came. Yeah, I ended up, man. And I ended up having to like navigate around my chicken coops to get to. That's just nature. To to my, it's beautiful. <laughs> I Let them really chickens roam. I love your hippie voice. Can you just do that forever? Whoa. <laughs> uh, but no, I'm at least going to start it downloading because the it's been a sort of frustrating. Mm. The, uh, I, although um, all credit to Tayuri and the um, and the entire Chucklefish crew, they've been very transparent about the whole thing. Like, hey, we've submitted. Doesn't mean it's approved. It might get sent back. We may have to resubmit. But just so you know, this is where we're at with it. Very much appreciated that. Um, and also, he's like, I don't know what time it's going to be. Probably when the eShop refreshes, which we found out is 11 a.m. Uh, Central Time, 12 p.m. Noon Eastern Time is when the eShop tends to interesting. update. Interesting. Hmm. You, you have reminded me, though, of something that is actually interesting to download. Oh, how oh, dare shots. you? Oh, damn. Not download, but purchase. Uh, I heard from Gus the other day that Golf I... Golf story? I took no. I took my uh, my eye off the ball a bit, but apparently the the wireless Vive adapters have finally, well, you can finally pre-order them. I don't mm. think they've shipped yet. Okay, okay. So, uh, what does like how does it just plug into your existing system? How does mm -hmm. it make it wireless? It just it's basically just wireless HDMI and I guess wireless USB as well, and then a battery pack. Um, and for some reason, I'm not getting internet right now, but. Not having to drag a cord around is kind of amazing when it comes to VR. It's because so. I'm taking all the internet. Why are you taking all the internet? Because the I'm downloading building? Stardew Valley. But I need to know about wireless Vive headsets. Purchase. And Fallout 4 VR is about to come out too. Fantastic. Oh. Okay. There's your little noise. Noise of happiness right there. It is. Okay, so when things happened that are not Stardew Valley, um, the biggest news this week, I think, is um, Andrew House has announced that he is stepping down as the president of Sony Interactive Entertainment. Does that, does that mean, you're giving me, I don't, I don't know what that face is, Ryan. <laughs> it looks, 
I was like, cool. I, I'm, I, you know what? Here, I'm, gonna, I'm just going to read this. So, um, <laughs> so he's the current president, um, global CEO, Andrew House. Um, he's announced this week um, he's transitioning from operational management of SIE. He's going to remain um, as chairman through the rest of the year to ensure a transition with his uh, replacement. Um, and he's being replaced by uh, Mr. Codera. I forget his first name. Can you look up his first name? I wrote down Mr. I was being very respectful, I guess. Um, Senor Codera. Yeah, uh, but Andrew House, he's been with PlayStation for 27 years. John Codera. John Codera, there we go. Um, So he started, um, Andrew House started in 1990. He was corporate communications um, at Sony headquarters, and then he moved to marketing communications at um, Sony Computer Entertainment. Uh, He was there for the first PlayStation launch. He's been integral, really, through the entire life cycle of PlayStation as a brand. It's huge. You know, he um, he was chief marketing officer for Sony, president and CEO of SCE Europe for a while, and then he was appointed president and group CEO of SCE um, for the PlayStation business worldwide since 2011. So he, um, he's been leading for PlayStation for the last six years. I think people would argue he's done a very good job. PlayStation 4 is doing very yep. well. Very, very uh, well. PSN is doing very well. PlayStation Plus doing very well. They've had a very solid slate of exclusive third-party games, a lot of very strong slate of first-party games. I think people would say, Andrew House, you done good. So why is he leaving? I, it just says, the, let's see, what does he say? He had a statement here. Um, he's... Being chairman for a couple of years helped with the transition, and then he yeah, wants through, to do through more the rest of the year. Stuff, but yeah, it seems like he wants to do something different. Yeah. Um, like roll away in a giant pile of money, or <laughs> I mean, I feel like that's probably what I would do if I was the CEO of something like that for that amount of time. Yeah, I'm not sure where I put um, his specific statement, but he was saying that he's really proud of everything. He's really happy with where it's going. He wants to do something a little bit different, and so he's stepping down, leaving. Also. Um, you know, dude's going out on a freaking high note. Yeah. Like if you're, you know, you, if you want right to, if you right. are looking ahead a couple of years at your career and you're like, I know I'm probably going to you know, either <laughs> retire. It's been 27 years. Maybe the dude wants to go on a big ass vacation or something and just like enjoy life. Sure. Uh, that if you're looking ahead a few years and you're like, I can do it at some point or Look, it's all going really well right now. Everything is on a great track. I'm not too worried about it. Also, let's go out, like, well, you know, while it's all real good. I don't know. It's, uh, you used to get to a certain, like, executive level, and I'm like, you're, how good? Yeah, not nice. I'm sure life's going to be real hard then and real hard now, and. I'm bitter. I'm bitter because they get uh, the imbalance in, in how people are paid these days. Oh, no. That, if, that I absolutely if it, If he had run it into the ground, he would still have had to sprint to get out of the way of his golden parachute before it crushed <laughs> him to death. Well, the, the only reason, so, um, you know, I don't know a lot about John Codera, um, but here um, he has been at, um, at PlayStation for a long time as well, or he's been at Sony since 1992. So he's been there nearly as long. Um, and he was first working on their portable audio business, and then he went to um, Sony Electronics, uh, where he was doing uh, planning and control of portable and mobile products, uh, and then he became the VP of product management for IT products, like PCs, and then in 2010, he became the Senior Vice President Corporate Strategy at um, 
Sony Network Entertainment. So he's been doing a lot well, he's with all over with um, PSN, I think, mm. and PlayStation Plus, um, and a lot of the networks. So he's worked on, uh, let's see, uh, PlayStation Plus, PlayStation Now, um, PlayStation View. PlayStation Video, PlayStation Music. So he does a lot of that sort of like network and services, uh -huh. and that's the site he's coming from, which could then, you know, have some indications for the direction that he will be taking PlayStation in the future. I, and I apologize to Sony people. I, you probably didn't deserve my ire. It's a general, you know, the hippie in me is like, whoa, man, that's... They're so far up there, and they just think that, but no. He's probably a great guy. Uh, I would say it <clears throat> doesn't really, PSN is probably still one of the weakest parts of PlayStation. Yeah. In fact, last night I had a wonderful issue where I was just trying to watch Hulu on a PlayStation 3, and it kept telling me that uh, I was not signed into PSN, and it turned out the issue was that there was a TOS update. Brian, get back to work. <laughs> It was a TOS update, but it just kept not telling me that. Like, I was oh. on the thing, it, it, it would start playing, and then it'd be like, you need to log into PSN to keep doing this. I'd be like, what the hell do you want? And it's like, you should really just exit whatever you're doing and just try and log in somewhere else. And I was like, all right, fine. So I closed the thing and could finally go in over and just try and log in on the store. It's like, oh, there's a new TOS. Like, why the hell didn't you just tell me that? <laughs> I think a lot of... <laughs> Sony stuff, and I, you know, PS3 at this point, I think the, the UI is more or less like what it is. They're not going to be making a lot of changes mm -hmm. to it. But I feel like like UI navigation and like having a lot of those issues also a lot of times comes down to just being used to a certain platform and like certain ecosystems. Oh, no, Xbox is terrible And like too. how they do things. They're all and, bad. Yeah. Right, but at least like, you know, I have enough of a history with Xbox that when something happens, I can like think through and be like, hmm. And I have a pretty good idea of what I need to do because I've probably had to do it before. Uh, whereas, uh, you know, with with PlayStation, I, you know, I had a PS3. I played some PS3 games on it. Nina Cooney was my jam. Mm -hmm. But PS4, I've been playing more PlayStation stuff. But I don't have as much familiarity with the UI as I do with like the classic Xbox UI. And to be fair, the Xbox One UI keeps changing so much that I have no idea what's going on with that at any given time. But uh, with PlayStation, sometimes I'll be like, I don't, like I'm not 100% sure want from where me, to go or what to do. What, do you, what can I do to make you happy? Apparently that's how this relationship works, is I try to make you happy, you don't try to make me happy. Right, but if I went and said like, hey, Greg Miller, I'm, I don't know what to do, he'd be like, oh, you go here, you go here, you go here, you go here, because he's just more familiar with the ecosystem. Yeah, no, I mean, ultimately though, it's, it's kind of an issue that affects, I think, an industry at large, because I, I mean, I used to work in user experience, and I, frequently it's the kind of thing where people will overlook how important it is. So, hey, my hat's off to you, everybody out there that works in UI or UX experience, because I know that people above you don't listen to you when you say, like, this isn't a good idea. And they're like, we're going to do it anyway. <laughs> so my hat's off to you. Or they'll be like, Except you know, I, I don't think that's really going to affect it. Yeah, no, but it does. You can always tell when a, when a yeah. UI has been developed by the programmer and not by a specific UI person. Mm -hmm. Yep, that was when I was working uh, in my previous job. UI development was something that was barely existed. Like, it was me and one other guy. Um, and that's just because a lot of people don't understand the value of it and, and a value of making an experience that is good for the user, not just good for ad placement. Yeah, yeah. it's tricky. But um, I'm not bitter. I'm, I'm very curious to see <laughs> where Kader ends up taking PlayStation, mostly because when you get 
shakeups at the top like that. I mean, this like this is the role that reports directly to Kaz Harai. And so, you know, it's you have a lot of oversight in the direction of the entire business. And you can see pretty significant shifts as an example. When, um, so Don Matrick was um, the big boss at Xbox when the Xbox One came out. When it was announced, he was clearly guiding it in the direction of, of Connect, of, um, the, of the online services, and like really pushing in that direction. And then um, it was not as well received uh, as they would like. A lot of people were not happy about the um, the language they use. I, I think it, a lot of it probably did come down to language when they were announcing the um, that they were going to be like, here, you can like lend out games to friends and stuff. And you just check in once a day and that's fine, right? But they were... Microsoft can sometimes be some of the worst communicators in the world. And so they're... But it's like this always online requirement and no one's happy. He exits. Phil Spencer comes in. Phil Spencer has been working with Microsoft Studios. He's a games guy. He loves his games. He And now you can tell the influence he's had because Connect, yeah, that's Bye. not, that's not, not a thing, thing anymore. anymore. No. Uh, like, like online services, yeah, they're there. They're good, but it's focused very much on game stuff now. So a lot of the online services is like backwards compatibility and building that library and building out like what they're doing with games. And it's... A tough job because he's probably you know it takes years to do something like what I'd say like what Andrew House has done of building up um, like the contracts and getting games in development like first party stuff. So we're still kind of potentially suffering from a bit of neglect in that department. I feel like Sony helped whip them into shape too because I I mean I've been a hardcore like Xbox fanboy for the longest time and I forget what E3 it was where. Microsoft was just like entertainment, 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 and then Sony just came out. and was like games, 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 games. Yeah. I was like, oh, they're not doing like the whole typical Sony spreadsheets on spreadsheets and statistics. Like they just came out, they talked about games, and they left. And I was like, ooh, man, don't look good for uh, Xbox fanboys right now. Yeah, because remember when they announced the Xbox One? They announced it before E3, and they showed all entertainment stuff because mm -hmm. they were saving the game stuff for E3, which I'm sure in their heads sounded like the totally logical thing to do where they would come out and they would share like all these additional features and then they would come big with the games at E3. But all anyone saw was a console that was all about TV. They launched a fancy cable box is what they launched. Yeah. Right. That also was going to spy on them once a day. You know, it's it was... Uh, and it God, had it was, eyes to do it with. <laughs> <laughs> it's such a rough announcement. But um, I'm curious to see how Codera is going to influence PlayStation, like if we're going to see any big shifts uh -huh. in direction. Because that's the thing, too, with when you get a new boss and they're going to want to put their stamp on things, right? They're not just going to want to pick up the reins and do exactly what the last guy was doing. They're going to want to make their own mark. Yeah. Right? Definitely. That's the way to do it. So coming soon, PlayStation 5, all streaming services. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. All right, we talked about that for a very long time. That was not intentional, but it was a good discussion. There are some other good discussions to be had. However, like uh, Bethesda has said um, that, and this was, I think, came out at a contentious time, but they said that they aren't guided by fan demands on what they develop. The, okay. the, uh, the big one, of course, being everyone saying, where is Elder Scrolls Six? Um, and so he did uh, an interview recently where um, he was talking about how they don't 
they don't feel beholden to make their development decisions based on like fan feedback or what fans are telling them they that they want. Uh, he was saying that uh, said ultimately we're going to try and do the things that we think are best for the games that we're making because that's honestly all I can really control. I've tried to help mitigate some of that. I did go to Todd Howard, the director of Bethesda Game Studios, a few E3s ago and said, everyone's going to ask us about Elder Scrolls 6. You have to help me. Uh, you have to help me come out and say what the studio's path is and when Elder Scrolls 6 is coming and try to manage expectations. Um, development teams aren't just a vending machine where you press the soda and they just go back and forth. They want to be able to stretch their legs creatively or try a new idea or do something different and not just fall into the same pattern. And, you know, he pointed to, um, specifically he pointed to Horizon Zero Dawn, mm -hmm. uh, saying that if, you know, if that developer had just stayed doing what they were known for or what, you know, that the studio fans were asking for, they would still be doing Killzone games and we wouldn't have Horizon. But they decided to do go in another direction, something that was wildly different, take a risk, mm -hmm. and they got Horizon out of it. And Horizon's great! That was a great game. Mm -hmm. So, uh, I, it comes at an unfortunate time because right now the fan feedback that Bethesda is getting is not, please wear us Elder Scrolls 6, it's, we hate paid mods. Yeah. Um, and so, I think what a lot of the response to him saying that is going to be is people being like, oh, they're ignoring our feedback about these features. I mean, that's sort of uh, the industry we work in faces a very similar sort of process where there's a lot of people that are going to have an opinion about what you should do. Uh, and to some degree, they should be heated. At the same time, <clears throat> you have to remember that most of that feedback is coming from people who aren't doing what you're doing. So it's, it's very easy from the outside to go, this is what you should do. Uh, just give us more of this and when we'll be happy. Right, like, didn't we discuss, was it last week mm -hmm. where everyone's like, just change the engine, no big deal, how hard can it be? Things like, like that. Like, a lot of, like, armchair developers. I mean, if you if you look at, like, Rooster Teeth Productions, if they had just stuck with RVB, like, that's what... None of would, us would be here. That's, I mean, yeah, it's, there's something to be said for branching out and going to new direction, find something new. Sometimes you got to take those risks to get some kind of reward to find something that's going to work for your company. Yeah. And a risk means that sometimes they don't work out. But it doesn't mean they're being in, they're ignoring their audience. It means that their audience feedback is being heard, but sometimes that's just not the time to do what the audience thinks they want. Right. I think the sorry. I feel like with companies like Bethesda, they've proven themselves, right? Like with like Naughty Dog, Bethesda, like they're. they're they make great games. Just let them just keep doing what they want to do. Look, look there are a lot of people who would disagree with that yeah, about Bethesda no, in particular right now. I know that, um, like, I I enjoyed Fallout 4. I enjoyed Skyrim. On uh, You know, I'm probably not going to play it on its sixth or seventh new platform, but I enjoyed those games. There are a lot of people who are unhappy yeah. with uh, Fallout 4 in particular, mm -hmm. with just the, the level of polish. They felt it was shallower than what they were led to believe it was going to be. It was shallower than what they were expecting, what they expect of a Fallout game. So there are a lot of people who don't think Bethesda is on the right track mm -hmm. with games right now. And that, I think, is, you know, that's, it's a very personal sort of opinion like yeah, are you happy definitely. with it are you not happy with it i don't think it necessarily makes it a bad game but it can make it one that you are not satisfied with and that is that is legitimate if you you know if you play a game and you're not happy with it i think that's you know that's a legitimate criticism you can have that you're totally entitled to it but um one of the things that i like about bethesda is that 
I have enjoyed so many of their games that they do have a level of trust from me. Mm-hmm. That, uh, you know, when Elder Scrolls Six comes out, whenever that may be, I'm pretty sure I'm going to get a game that I will like playing, and so I'm okay with that. But it also means that, like, maybe I as a fan will be like, hey, Bethesda, I'm really excited about Elder Scrolls Six. When am I going to get that shit, right? Uh, and I think that's maybe a lot of what they hear is, like, you're getting... People are asking for that because they're excited for it, because they want it. Uh, but we, as gamers, can also sometimes go overboard and be like, why the fuck would you work on Evil Within 2? Yeah. Like, I don't want that. That's I have no interest in that. Why aren't you working yeah. on this instead? And I think that's where that sort of comes into effect. Yeah. There's a lot of give and pull, because you also get the people who hated Fallout, but then played, like, 400 hours of Fallout. It's like, okay, I get it. Like, it's not exactly what you wanted, and sure, it was shallow. But you still got a lot of good time out of it. Like, like you did keep playing. You did mm. keep playing. You did dump in a, like as much time as you paid for, if not even more. So, I'm sure with Elder Elder Scrolls, there's the extra fear that it's gonna. I mean, World of Warcraft never got another World of Warcraft RTS title after they went uh, MMO. Warcraft three, please. Yeah, uh, it's never gonna happen. Work, no. I just. Warcraft 4 we, is I mean, gone well, forever. Well, well, I don't know. We're, look, if we get a remaster, right? So they're talking about a remaster of Warcraft 3. And if we get that and people are like, dude, Warcraft 3 is the shit, then mm-hmm. maybe we'll get a Warcraft 4. But it's a long way off. You're right. It's The MMOs can sometimes kill series, and that's probably what a lot of the concern is, too. Is don't, expansions on expansions. Mm-hmm. Don't just keep pump, you know pumping all your development into making Elder Scrolls Online bigger. Give us another standalone title. Right. So, Which Final Fantasy did. I mean, it's it's something that can happen where you go in and out of the MMO zone, but... But not always. Not always. Sometimes that's hell for a single-player title. Yeah. But um, I, I'm looking forward to when they do announce it. And I, I you know, I agree with, um, with Pete in the... Like, in that I like studios to have a vision and to some degree stick to it. I mm-hmm. think there can definitely be room for feedback. Like in the next title, be like, oh, um, people you know, said they wanted more of this. And so we can look at if that fits into like the sort of vision, also what we can do technically and try and build that in. But I think that it's important for developers to have a vision and be guided by that because that's how we get unique, cohesive games, right? Mm-hmm. If you just try and like do a checklist of like what people said they want, you might, it might fall apart. True. That said, I do want Elder Scrolls Six. Um, <laughs> uh, but while we're you know talking about Bethesda, anyway, the other uh, uh, another interesting thing that just happened is uh, one of the Obsidian developers who worked on Fallout New Vegas, which a lot of people do hold up as the best of the recent Fallout titles, said, "Yeah, dude, consoles held us back so much." There's so much we could have done with the game if only it worked for consoles. Uh, let me see if I can find the quote here. Um, he said, specifically about Fallout, or it's specifically about Fallout New Vegas, mm-hmm. um, about being um, P- like if it had been PC only versus having it on console. Right. And it Restricted says restricted by the hardware. Yeah, it says the game would have been a lot different if it was PC only. We had a lot of plans early on, like here's where the water is stored, here's where the farms are, here's where the government centralized. We had it all planned out. It wasn't just a bunch of random stuff. Some of that content still made its way into the game, but um, it, in like limited forms, but he says, we could have gone further than that. Uh, we had to simplify, so we had less stuff that would bog down the game engine. Um, 
And a lot of it is because he said they were limited by consoles. He said we would have had fewer performance issues. We did break it up a bit, but from my point of view, it was a performance-related game, and we had to fix things. Uh, it would have been more separate zones, I think, put a big wall around the whole thing, and you just see a big tower and a bunch of little zones. And that was specifically about the uh, Mojave Wasteland, mm -hmm. but also... Uh, the version of the strip that you saw in the final game was very different from what it was in the trailers because they had to like scale a lot of that back. And I think part of it was engine-based because the engine was showing its age, but also that they were working with limited console hardware with you know limited memory and mm -hmm. like limited resources. And so they scaled all of it back, including the PC version, to meet console needs. I will say that's kind of an interesting turn from where we are now versus where we are then. Now. I don't know how much of this at E3 was uh, developers that are just trying to stay on Microsoft's good side or something, but so many of them that we talked to that are developing uh, for multiple platforms, including Xbox One X, said that the Xbox One X has been a really valuable tool in actually streamlining uh, the performance across all platforms. Uh, developing the tools that are, were on the Xbox One X were actually making the developers have an easier time making the game run better on PC. And the trick about that is that we might not see the results of it for a while mm -hmm. because of game development timelines. But if that's the case, I think that's a good thing for everyone involved because we, you know, PC gamers do sometimes get shafted in ports. You can definitely tell when a game is developed console first and then they Call just mm -hmm. and then they just go like, "Uh, we should put it on PC too." And they they do some you know, keyboard mm -hmm. and mouse uh, mapping, and they're like, what's optimization? I don't think we have time for that. And then just like shove it out the door. Mm -hmm. And then you get all these different configurations on PC that's just broken. Hopefully that day is passing. But I mean, especially now that Microsoft is, is more focused on having titles that are uh, available on both PC and, Windows. Uh, and their consoles platforms. So yeah. now yeah. that may, you know, how does that affect things that go to PlayStation as well? Mm. We'll see. <laughs> we shall see, but I like I would like that to be the case because just this year there have been a lot of crappy PC ports. Mm -hmm. uh, let's see, um, Nier Automata still broken. So I mean, it? it's there are a lot of people who it works fine for on PC, but there are a lot of PC configurations that it's just boned. Nice. There have been uh, like fan patches put out months ago. Square Enix promised to fix it. We've seen nothing yet. Ouch. Um, you know, and that's just which is one of many. Uh, I'm trying to think. Uh, Let's see, um, I remember when Dishonored 2 came out, uh, the, I, I installed it on PC, I was really excited because I was like, finally got a really good PC, it's gonna look amazing, installed it, and I could only display the top left quarter of the screen for some reason. That's all it would show. Ard? Ard? I, I don't know why. It, it works as well as that word did. So, uh, you know, but that's just- Odd. There are a lot of games where PC feels like an afterthought. But then you do have games like Destiny where it's like, whoa, they're really thinking about this. Is that out yet? No, no. it isn't. <laughs> it isn't, but, but at the, the, same, but at the, the same time, like when you play Destiny 2 on PC, it's like, wow, this feels like a game that runs well on PC. I go in, you have the options, you have all in the advanced settings for your video card and everything. Mm -hmm. And sure, there's a six-week delay, but at the same time, it's like, I'd rather have that than a really crappy port that eventually slowly gets patched and it's not, at the end of the day, doesn't really come out that well. That's fair. Yeah. Though the game is already dead to me. So that's kind of sad. Yeah. Are you just out of things to do? Yeah. Bummer. Yeah. I mean, well, that's that's how that game goes. There's a cycle to it where you play yeah. and then you get to a certain point and you 
beat the raid, and then maybe you yeah. beat the raid one or two more times. Though I, I would say that and the, hit max light level. But by dead, we're, we're talking about like we've already pumped like 60 hours into it. <laughs> yeah, and got to I'm not the saying, end game yeah. and everything. Yeah, I, I certainly got the, my money's worth out of playing the game. Uh, it's just that it's it's not one of those games that you just want to continue grinding forever. So it's I've, I've got I'm not 305, but I'm close enough that uh, also knowing how the cycle of that game goes, where it's like, all right, they're going to release a DLC. Light Immediately upon releasing Power the DLC, they'll I'll pick up a blue item that's better than anything in my inventory. Yep. So it's like, all right, I'll just, I'll just, I'm good. I don't I don't need to play it right now. Yeah, fair enough. Um, I it does raise an interesting point though that it makes you question not every game but like the ambition of some games. Like how much better could this have been if this was a PC only game? I don't know. I'm, I'm, I like to think now with the coming of the Xbox One X, the PlayStation 4 Pro, that we're getting to an era where consoles are getting better at keeping up with parity on PC. Because there's, uh, I mean, there have been developments in graphics cards technology, uh, graphic, graphics card technology, but honestly, the processor market's been kind of, well, Ryzen's out now, which has kind yeah. of been a, a bit of a shakeup, but it's not really affecting game play that much. So the back end, uh, the CPU that goes behind gaming has not been radically altered in quite a while. Uh, Intel's held the market and they've just been cruising. Yeah, it's, it's all gone to multi-threaded, and multi-threaded is something that gaming still hasn't done a great job of incorporating. And it's, I mean, just by the nature of how a game works. It's, it's not something that works, that needs a lot of simultaneous processes. It's all of them reacting to what you're doing uh, quickly. So graphics cards are, are, are great, and they've been getting better and better and better. But even then, we're starting to kind of hit a wall where it's it's not really improving as much as it was. Yep. So consoles are able to catch up a little bit. It does seem like the conversation has shifted more towards um, resolution and frame rate mm -hmm. and away from feeling like consoles are bogging down gameplay. It's Things have gotten very pretty, especially that we just played some of Battlefront 2 uh, that we were playing on PC. Games are very pretty. Battlefield 1, Battlefront were both very, very pretty games, even on console. Um, yeah, now it's like, let's clean it up. Let's make it run f slightly faster. Let's get the frame rate up. Let's maybe get rid of a little bit of the aliasing that's still there. But aside from that, those two games looked amazing regardless of which platform you played it on. Yeah. So the game engines are getting there to where visual fidelity is really, really good. Just give me more frames. Let me see that visual fidelity a little bit faster. Are you, do you prefer resolution frame rate? Uh, well, you kind of, I don't want to play at 720 and I don't want to play at 30 if I can avoid it. So I want both. I'd, I'd rather have 1080, 60 or more. Okay. Mm -hmm. If you can have 720, 60 or 1080, 30, what do you pick? Uh, probably 1080. Because resolution makes it much crisper in terms of what you look at. And at least if I just don't move. <laughs> <laughs> then it's fine it's if it's 30. It's a beautiful wallpaper. Mm -hmm. And I'm used to 30. So 30 doesn't hurt my brain like it, it like lower resolution does. Okay. I'm all about competitive shooters. So for me, it's like give, I need a, more than 100 frames. Like there is a big difference when it comes to shootings, uh, like shooter games in terms of frame rate, etc. Like I'll even play Counter-Strike and I'll play it like 1200 by 800. Ooh. Simply because, simply because Ooh. one, frame rate, but two, also the fact that like it gets to the point where like competitive shoot, like shooters 
where the higher the resolution, like 2K, 4K, or everything just becomes really super tiny and crisp, which is awesome for like that whole visual standpoint. But from that competitive perspective, it's like, oh, if I play 1080, his head's like slightly larger, even though everything doesn't look as clear, as opposed to 4K, where it's like a oh, little tiny like dot on the side. Like, so I'm on I'm on that frame rate type of, type of grind. Yeah. I think for me, it's probably genre specific. I think uh, like that slower games, like mm -hmm. puzzle games or whatever, I would prefer resolution because I don't need the performance. But yeah, if it's something that yeah, if it's single player, if it's moving really fast I mean? and there's a yeah. lot going on, frame rates yeah. much it's more. It's like important. The Last of Us or something like that. Yeah. Give me that in 4K, make it look real pretty. Mm -hmm. You know. <laughs> All right, so that is this episode of Glitch. Please, we'll be back uh, next week. We'll talk more news, more games, more stuff. And uh, if you are watching this, please give us a, please give us a thumbs up, leave us a comment, uh, some feedback. Did you like Cuphead? Do you have any additional tips for how to survive Cuphead besides get good, which I totally know? Um, or let us know what you think of the SNES Classic, if you managed to get one, if you're still going to look for one, if you've given up entirely, as well as what you think around your house leaving PlayStation, uh, Bethesda, and their... Um, Give that back. Uh, Bethesda and their stance on fan feedback and guidance. Uh, and please, 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 uh, if you are listening to this, um, leave us uh, leave us a review on podcast on the podcast service of your choice, so that other people can find this podcast and enjoy it as well. That helps us out a whole bunch. Uh, and if you're a Rooster Teeth first member, uh, we have a our post show New Game Plus. You can find that on the website, uh, and that is just for firsties. All right, we'll see you guys next week. Thanks.